Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Welcome to Netflix book club. I'm Steve McDonald. And I'm Dennis Rooney. And we are joined by no one. It's a very special episode. It's a very special episode. I was thinking about this. You're the guest today, Stephen. I feel like this should be like an interview episode almost. This is an interview episode? Well, I'm the guest? Well, a little bit. We'll get into it in a second. But first of all, of course, uh, follow us, subscribe, all that stuff. iTunes, Stitcher, tweet at us, Netflix Book Club. Like the Facebook page, please, Netflix Book Club. And uh, today, yeah, today we were having trouble getting a guest, and then it was kind of serendipitous. I mean, I we think. didn't, I, I don't know about you, I didn't really try. You, I know you didn't try. I tried to get a guest, and it was... It was I, tried, I tried with a buddy of mine who wasn't going to be in town, and then we weren't even able to do it over the weekend. Yeah, we skipped a week. We I tried to repost uh, The Quiet Man. If you get a chance, go rewatch that, or just listen to the episode from last year, or like St. Patty's oh, Day Oh, because episode. it was St. Patty's Day. Yeah, I was trying to repost that. Couldn't get it to happen. Now I understand why you had mentioned before the show that you wanted to do, redo The Quiet Man, and I was like, why? Oh, yeah, not like actually redo it, just repost it. No, I mean repost it, but like yeah. I just had oh, a moment why. in my head where I was like, why the quiet man out of all of them? Well, as a non-drinker, you're like, it's totally, obli- it's just March. No, I just assumed that, Is yeah. It the oh, oh, oh wait, you mean just, you just mean like for my life, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for me, it's just another day. But uh, but I said to you, I was like, maybe we'll just do me and you, maybe would you have any interest in doing Blade Runner? Because I had never seen it. And yeah. you were like, dude, I was going to say, let's do Blade Runner. Well, I've been wanting. Like to, I've been talking like, <laughs> like I've been wanting to do Blade Runner for a little while. Yeah, because I saw it come back up. It had been off of Netflix for a little while, mm-hmm. and I saw it come back up. And um, it's the to be specific, it's Blade Runner the theatrical cut. Yes, because there's like fifteen different cuts of this movie, which is excessive. Um, it really is. Yeah, I mean, it is. like the, the I don't mind a couple different cuts, but like when it's one like this where it's so debated too, and like. Well, yeah, that's the main thing is is that it's like, and in all honesty, it's like, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know what cut I like right. in the sense of like, I can't remember which cuts I've watched. Yeah. Because there's like, there's a there's this cut, there's the theatrical cut, there's a director's cut. I think there's a producer's cut. There was like the cut that got found after years and then got yeah, shown like, under a different cut name and someone pointed out, hey, that's not that cut, that's some unknown yeah. cut we've never seen before. And then that got a limited run or something. Yeah, it's, uh, but this one was, this one was the original theatrical run. Um, it is, uh, it's, I mean, this was one of the like seminal, 80s sci-fi movies. Earlier 80s and I thought 82, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's 82. I didn't, I didn't actually look up it's, when it it's was. It's Ridley Scott, but all right, so I know it's I know it's Ridley Scott. I can't remember who wrote the movie and I uh and I don't remember. I didn't do my homework on this one because I've seen this eh. movie so many times. This is a casual um, ep. I've seen this movie many, many times. This kind of started the uh the cyberpunk the neo noir kind of thing, yeah, like cyberpunk. Okay. Well, I mean, like just like that. Uh, this was one of the first kind of. Uh, well, I mean, that might not be right, but like just the the grittiness of kind of the mega city. Yeah. It kind of started the mega city thing. Mega city dystopian futuristic. Yeah, at least in movies. Yeah. Uh, it kind of started that mega city thing. Uh, Definitely one was, of the earliest examples, sure, in cinema. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a big inspiration for a lot of like, um, for like Ghost in the Shell, and you know, a lot of different anime and Ghost stuff in like the Shell, that. Is, that. is that an anime? Yeah, that's an anime. Okay. Yeah, that's like the that's like one of the seminal anime right movies. I mean, this movie is like dripping with not references, but just tones and just things that you've seen in countless oh, yeah. other films and books and stuff. Well, and a lot of it, in all honesty, there's a bunch of different stuff in it that uh, later. I found out I didn't know for a very long time, but if you've seen uh, or read uh, Jodorowsky's Dune, um, no, it's on my list. It's on my list as well. I haven't seen you the haven't whole movie. Read it. Well, I haven't. I haven't read it, and uh, I've only I seen, know you're not a big reader, but Dune's like that's a I've sci-fi. I've only seen part of the. I've only seen part of the movie, right? Um, which I like desperately. I just need to sit down and watch it like the whole way through again. Mm. Um, but. Uh, a lot of this movie is uh, like there's different elements of this movie that were stolen from that movie. Wait, elements were stolen from Blade Runner for Dune, no, or do, other or way elements around. were stolen from Dune for Blade Runner. Yeah, they stole from Dune. Yeah, because oh. a when lot did of Dune the come out. Well, no, no, no. The thing is, is that Jodorowsky's Dune never got made. Okay. It uh it it died in pre production. Like it never it never. Uh, actually became a movie. The The Dune movie that got made was made by David Lynch and is super weird and not really I didn't Dune. know that David Lynch made the Dune movie. Now I'm yeah. really interested in that. It's super weird. Hold on, wait. Um, let's, let's do, hold on. We're going to get back to all this. Real quick, I'm treating you like you picked this movie, even though we kind of both came to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. it about, real quick? Real, It's it's pretty simple. It's, it's, uh, it's reasonably simple. It's about a... Uh, it's about essentially not a detective. He is he's a Blade Runner. Right. Uh, Blade Runners are people who have been. They are like police officers who are. They're like bounty hunters almost. Yeah, they're men. more like bounty hunters or hitmen or like death squad, I guess. Yeah. But what they're trying to do is is that in this future that's been created, uh, they they have replicants and replicants are humanoid robots. Skin jobs. Skin jobs. That's my favorite. And phrase. um. And those humanoid robots uh, can blend in with with people really, really well, at least the newest ones, the Nexus 6s. Um, and th- what they had done is is that to, to differentiate people or to, to figure out if somebody is a replicant, they, uh, they have what is called a void kampf test, uh, which a Blade Runner will give to someone to figure out if they are a if they are a replicant and it's like this little box thing that they like look at your eye and they ask you questions and it rates your emotions. Yeah. It analyzes and stuff like all that. these, all these micro little, uh, micro expressions, expressions and yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, and really g- weird questions, you know, questions that like, like the, one of the first ones they ask to the dude is, a uh, a tortoise crawls towards you and you flip it on its back and now it's kicking and it can't get over. And I'm sitting there getting anxious. Like, why did I do this? What's going on? You know, <laughs> thankfully I'm not a replicant, but go on. But uh, but basically, six Nexus Six robots or replicants. Four. I thought it was four, and then one gets added on because. Sorry, it's because there's it's because it's Nexus Six. <laughs> uh, and I watched this movie like, two like like about ten days ago. Right. Uh, because I was pretty excited to watch it, and now I can't remember all of the exact particulars. I just but, watched um, it today. <laughs> yeah, you just watched it today, so that'll be good. But um, but four re- or four replicants escape an off-world colony, uh, and have and have landed on Earth, 
and uh and essentially like Harrison Ford's character Decker gets tasked with finding them and killing them yeah. or retiring them right. as they call it and the the replicants are on their lookout for uh what's the name of the corporation the Tyrell Corporation the Tyrell Corporation they want to find Tyrell in hopes of expanding their lifespan because they only got 4 years yeah because they they figured out that um the the replicants figured out a way to they they couldn't express human emotion mm-hmm. because they only had like they only had fake human emotion that had been programmed in but the nexus 6 models they thought might be able to create emotions yeah. of their own like learn how to have emotions of their own and uh and so and that's the reason why these robots actually get outlawed, right? And they're only yeah. allowed in outer space. They're on only like allowed as workers or yeah, slaves. Yeah, as like or, workers you know. or slaves or whatever. Uh, or military units. Yeah. And stuff like that. And so they aren't allowed on the planet because nobody will know if they're human or not. And um, and they're incredibly strong and they're incredibly fast and they're all these different things. Yeah. Um, and essentially the movie is a, I mean, it's a noir movie at the end of the day. Uh, it's a... Someone trying to get their man... Yeah, it's somebody coming to somebody and say, you know, walking in. I mean, it's done as it's done as a noir movie. Yeah. Where it's got the voiceover of Harrison Ford talking all the time yeah. about different things. Terrible and narration. It's, um, um it I starts mean, with, you know, there's someone 1980s narration. Some, <laughs> someone roughs up a lady unnecessarily in it. That's very noir. Um someone walks into an office. Yeah, that's true. Smoking a cigarette. Yeah, no, it's a lot of like it's a they're lot of. They're still a ceiling fan, even though it's 2019, yeah. and their cars can fly. But they're like, we kind of like ceiling fans. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, and yeah, the the movie is so and and so you love this film though. I absolutely adore this movie. Okay, I love this movie. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh Though I do, I mean, I mean, once again, like every movie, it's like I got problems, right? I got issues with things, but there, there's something about this movie that really uh, inspires, just like world building. That's probably yeah. the best way that I can put it. It's not even filmmaking that it inspires to me. It's world building because uh, I think the world that they that like Ridley Scott and that they that like the team that they had for this movie put together was just really, really good. Yeah, that's definitely one of the standout points of this film. A lot of people say that. Also, Philip K. Dick, who wrote uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, Yeah, which is what this movie is kind of loosely based on. Uh, but he, I read today that he watched the first 20 minutes of the film, and that's all he got around to before <laughs> he died, which is kind of fucking hilarious that someone made a movie out of a book you wrote like 60 years earlier. And I know you're old and you're gonna die soon. Apparently, because he did. He only, that's what he, all he got around to though was twenty I minutes. Like, I like the idea that he was twenty minutes into it and then just keeled over. That's yeah. I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm like, is that what happened? Well, apparently not, because they he was got like, the. This qu- is not the book. I <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, yeah, this is the movie that killed him. No, but uh, but apparently he went on record as saying, uh, you know, I haven't seen the rest, but I watched the first twenty minutes and they really nailed the world. He said it really looks like what my vision was come to life. Uh, so that's cool. I agree with that. It's great at building worlds. Um, I have to go. I have to say, don't stream it. It's really <laughs> hard for me to say that. <laughs> it brings me no pleasure to say that. I want you to know that. Oh. And uh, let's hit the break right Dennis, now, Dennis. Dennis. And we'll get back. We'll hit I'll, the break, but you're dead to me. We'll be right back. 
You're in a desert, walking along in the sand when all of a sudden... This is the test now? Yes. You're in a desert, walking along in the sand when all of a sudden you look down... What? What desert? It doesn't make any difference. What desert is completely hypothetical. But how come I'd be there? Maybe you're fed up. Maybe you want to be by yourself. Who knows? You look down and you see a tortoise, Leon. It's crawling towards you. Tortoise? What's that? You know what a turtle is? Of course. Same thing. Never seen a turtle. But I understand what you mean. You reach down, you flip the tortoise over on its back, Leon. Can you make up these questions, Mr. Holden? Or they write them down for you? The tortoise lays on its back, its belly baking in the hot sun, beating its legs, trying to turn itself over, but it can't. Not without your help. But you're not helping. What do you mean, I'm not helping? I mean, you're not helping. Why is that, Leon? You useless son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, I wanted to like this movie so badly. This is one of those movies where it's been on my how, list for so long. How it's up can my you... alley. No, no, no. No, 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 okay, no. Go ahead. No, 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 yeah, no. Uh -huh. Let me talk. All right, sorry. You useless <laughs> <laughs> How can you How can you love... Yes. Because you... Yes, I know. You loved... Love. Uh, Chinatown. Chinatown. Yeah, I love noir. I love film and, noir. And you don't like this movie. I'm going to slap you in your <laughs> chubby Irish face. You know how I'm always like, uh, I'm always getting on you because you don't have the patience for films with slow pacing and I'm like, come on man, they're building tension. They're building atmosphere. Yeah. I had no patience for it in this <laughs> film. I had no patience. As much as I loved looking at the world around them, there were so many scenes, as you love to say, so many scenes that just dragged on of people walking around or Looking at stuff, and it's no, like no, no. I will. I needed is, more stuff going on in this movie. This is what I will say is, and and with watching it this time around, um, compared to like to previous times when I've watched it, the thing that the thing that really annoys me about the movie is that uh, I don't think the action sequences are done very well. What action sequences? No, but like no, there when is. there's a couple, but like when not not just like oh the fight scene between Decker and the b blonde guy, um I can never remember I can't remember anybody's Dude, I name. I can tell you anyone. I can tell you either. I can tell you Decker. De I can tell you Tyrell. Deckard Tyrell. De that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, Sebastian. I remember Sebastian. Cause I, I don't was remember like, who Sebastian is. JF no. Sebastian because because he goes I'm 25 and I'm like that's stupid he don't look 25 and the very next thing he says is he's like i have this thing that makes me look older <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like okay fair enough fair enough <laughs> um well no and uh but like the the action sequences that do exist where it's like where it's like harrison ford running after the one girl and then shooting her and like like even the fight scene stuff that's towards the end a lot of that action stuff is not done great yeah. Like as just as like film chase scenes, as film like gunfight scenes, think it anything hold like up that. Or even back then, it wasn't fantastic. I think it doesn't hold up. I, yeah, I, th I'm I with think you on that, that I think that people, people. There's a few moments in this film where it felt so 80s. It took me out a little, massively. Yeah. But also the like to me, and that's why like the slow like like what I can understand is this: is that those action payoff moments where stuff happens because they are dated. And they feel they don't feel as like quick, and they don't feel as impactful as uh, as like some stuff today is. It feels like it doesn't like there isn't enough payoff for all of the sitting around you do. Yeah, absolutely. And and my thing is this is that I the reason I love 
Like, I really didn't like Chinatown. And one of the reasons why is because all of the pacing of just sitting the hell around that they do, I'm looking at the world that they're in, and I'm like, I don't care about white people, 1940s <laughs> L.A. Like, I just don't give a shit. The water shortage, Whereas, man. There's a water shortage, but that's not what this movie is about. This but I cut totally my nose. Is. Like, like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh-huh. But in this movie, when they're sitting around... I'm barely paying attention to the fact that they're sitting yeah. around. I'm like looking at the world. I'm looking and I'm thinking about all of those different things where it is one of these things that's like instead of having the attitude of being like, it's 2019, wouldn't you, like you got flying cars, why wouldn't you have, like you, you got ceiling fans still? Wouldn't you have better air conditioning or something? Yeah. Is that instead of doing that. But it all looks great. I mean. in, well, no, but instead of doing that, in my head, what I'm actually thinking is, is like that's an awesome world. Yeah. Like like one of the things that I love about the world that they generate in this movie is that like so many movies have they've got like there's like two speeds to it. It's either like like either there's either everything is homogenized into one thing where everybody is like everybody is prim and proper. Everybody looks beautiful. Everybody looks immaculate type of future. Or you're in kind of like the Elysium two worlds thing where it's yeah. like there's the nice one and there's the shitty one and there's no in between. Right. Where it's like if you watch the movie Demolition Man. Never seen it. You've never seen that movie? Never seen that it. That movie's ridiculous. Is that Wesley Snipes? It it's Wesley Snipes, Sylvester Stallone. He's They've both been frozen. They're from the past. And then they get frozen. They get brought uh, out into the future. It's Sandra Bullock. It's ridiculous. It's so much fun. Is it a sport or something? No, it's literally like it's literally. <laughs> what are they believe, doing? I can't believe that. I'm just going to explain. demolition men. Hey, everyone who's listening to the podcast, you can skip <laughs> two minutes right now because I'm going to explain the plot to Demolition Man. Uh, what happens in Demolition Man is that Wesley Snipes is like a serial killer, like in control. Like he's like a gang uh, leader uh-huh. who has he's in control of like a part of L.A. during like what. Uh, was supposed to be like, like you know how like every 80s, 90s movie kind of made it seem like everything was going to devolve into the worst possible situation? Can you dig it, suckers? Uh, yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Was that they, uh, was that <laughs> literally what happens is is that he gets, he gets, ca- he gets captured, Wesley Snipes' character gets captured by Sylvester Stallone's. But during Sylvester Stallone's uh, capturing of Wesley Snipes, uh, they, ki- they accidentally kill like 20 people. And Sylvester Stallone's character gets blamed for the murders. Okay. Uh, and Wesley Snipes' character, they both get frozen as their, like, punishment. Like, get frozen in ice. But what happens when they get unfrozen? And then they, and then what happens is, is that Wesley Snipes' character gets unfrozen to see if he can, he's supposed to be paroled. He <laughs> escapes, and now the world that they live in, like, the L.A. that they've come into the future of, is completely passive. They haven't had a murder in, like... 20 years they haven't had like like everything is totally peaceful they don't swear there's no Uh anything that's bad and wesley snipes like nobody can handle that wesley snipes character is just like ready to kill anyone and so they unfreeze sylvester stallone to go after him because he was the only guy who could take him down before this is kind of like blade runner but but like pulling somebody out of retirement but the most hilarious stupid future (laughs) Yeah. We're just like where it's just like nobody like it's you have to watch it. It's so good. Okay. Uh in such a dumb way. 
But the thing is, is that in that movie, everything is homogenized into like there is just an upper class. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no middle class. It's like like the lower class lives underground in that movie. It's a whole other plot point. But like, but everything is just like prim proper perfectly immaculate but with beautiful upper class Blade Runner you feel like it's an accurate representation of what could like everyone's kind of mixed that's yeah that's my thing with Blade Runner is is that with Blade Runner it feels like a very accurate like when I look at Blade Runner like if I look at like Judge Dredd like the newer Judge Dredd right I'm kind of like yeah I don't think that would happen it's not going to just be complete chaos it was fun great it was a lot of fun good movie um, but at the same time, it's like, it's not going to be complete chaos to the point where like your judge, jury and executioner is yeah. this cop. You can't have it both ways. It can't be like but, the system's so good. They got these guys who can be judge, jury, yeah. and it, but it's also massive chaos. And um, yeah. well, I just want to point out too, is, like, uh, Tyrell is playing chess with that dude, Sebastian, who was like, granted, he's like a top dog mechanic, but he's still like lower yeah. class kind of, he's living in this seemingly abandoned yeah. building kind of by himself. So, yeah, it's like uh, all the different classes are represented in this film. Well, it's like they're represented, but they're also represented reasonably. And realistically. Where, like, and realistically, where it's like, okay, well, there's lower class people, but also, like, it's one of those things. It's like the people that are in, like, the street that he's walking around when he's in, like, Chinatown-ish area, because everything kind of feels like Chinatown right. in this yeah. movie. Um, they, when he's walking around those areas, like, th- it feels like middle class people. It doesn't feel right. like it's like he's in the gutter with the lowest of the low. Right, yeah, no, it's just it feels like the noodle bar. It's like he's just eating at the noodle bar. Yeah. It's just a noodle people bar. around him. And there's people around him, and like some of those people might be going to a white-collar job down the street, and yeah. some of them might be going to a blue-collar job, and some people are just going home to see their kids. Like, it still feels like a city, just in like, but it's just like, this is what cities have become yeah. kind of attitude. And, uh... And there's and like like giant corporations have taken over a ton of stuff and like the advertising and the way that they like just like hyped up everything and the way that the ads were. Like you know what I can't stand that everything. I don't accept will ever happen in the future. What? I just refuse to believe that legislation would allow it to happen. Is that constant audio blaring of advertisements when you're out and about? Oh yeah, like. No matter where you're walking, you're just hearing like drink blah 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 for da 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 da. I I don't think that that would ever happen, except at for such an excessive level. Like you know what I mean? At at that excessive level, what I do think will happen is the kind of thing they have in the m- movie Minority Report, which I never saw that one either. My God, I saw a bit of it though. I know it was good. I hear it was good. I need to just hit you. I feel like that's another Philip K. Dick book too. Everything. Um, Minority Report was... Or was it William um, Gibson? I think it was Gibson. Gibson. I can't remember. Gibson walked out of this movie after 20 minutes as well because he was starting to write neck Neuromancer. <laughs> and uh, he was like, this is way too similar to what I'm doing. I don't even want to watch this anymore in fear of That's really stepping funny. on it, you know? Um, but yeah, dude, Neuromancer. Neuromancer. There's so many. Like I could this. literally write like a list of movies and books and stories that like this movie feels like. And I don't mean in a rip yeah. off way. I just mean like they all borrow from each other or borrow from the genre well, and, itself. And you know they what all I mean? they all kind of like noir is an odd genre. They all kind of. Uh, it's not even the noir thing. It's just that like like it's to a me things. to me one of the things is is that it's like this is like I said it's like like I don't think. I don't think this movie is brilliant because of the noir angle. I don't think this movie is brilliant because of specifically like, oh, he's going after like the exact story that there is. But the thing is, is that this got like, like Deckard 
being a guy who acts like that, who lives in this world, who has, who like this is his job is yeah. to go after these guys. I'm like, yeah, I believe it. This is the kind of guy that would do that. Yeah. This is how he would be. It all fits. It all feels right. But I want more. I want to know why Deckard got out of the business. I want to know what happened. Like when specifically did the robots get banned? How did they move them all to the to the off colonies? I was like, yeah. how did these guys get down to earth? There's just a lot in this movie where I'm like, I want to know that. And I know that there's a reason why they don't tell us, you know? And I also wonder how yeah. much was maybe in the director's cut. The original cut was four hours long. <laughs> Which I don't think that qualifies now as the director's cut. I think that was just you know another movie that was f- yeah exactly. He left a, <laughs> he left a he left movie another movie on the floor. But for some reason I could not. I was three quarters of the way through this movie and I go oh no, I'm not like engrossed yet. And if it hasn't happened yet, like if I'm not dying to find out, to see how this is going to end, yeah, it's not going to happen in the last half hour, you know. Certain points just felt silly. I wasn't a fan of the ending that him and Rachel go uh, to some place where suddenly the sun is shining, where suddenly there's a daytime. I haven't seen the daytime really for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Besides, there's one scene. But uh, and also another quick note: I'm watching, I'm watching that last scene, and it's so out of place. These aerial shots. I'm like, this reminds me of a. The opening scene of The Shining. I was gonna say those are leftover shots. I just, I just, re- I just, because uh, I just rewatched. I like, I like scrubbed through it because uh-huh. I had watched it so long ago. I thought I was just like, what is the order of the scenes? Yeah, right. And uh, and I looked at that last little moment and was like, uh, that I was like, I saw that shot and I was like, this is like The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this shot is like what? the beginning of The Shining. <laughs> What's his name? Ridley Scott hit up. Uh, What's his name? What's his name? Stanley, Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick. And was like, can I get, do you have any leftover shots of that for the end of my movie? Because they're going to go to a nicer place. And yeah, it is. It's leftover shots from The Shining. You're kidding me. No, it really is from Kubrick. Isn't it weird? It, it's almost like you could tell by the way the helicopter is moving or something. It's like these slow sweeping yeah, no. shots. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. That I, I didn't know that. that. And you thought it too. Wait, that's true? It's true. Or at least that's what I read. I, I read can't it figure today. out if you're fucking with me or not. I'm not fucking with you, dude. <laughs> Was, no, I, always, I never I knew like that. To read up, but this one, there didn't seem like there was too much interesting about this movie. Is this things? Things in this movie didn't add up for me. The the main nemesis, he's kind of acting weird towards the end. He's got his clothes off. He's running around in his fucking underwear. It's like, why? Yeah. I know he's dying, you know, slowly and stuff. I do like that he changes his mind. Yeah. You know, I think that's I think that's okay enough. I think a lot of people would have a problem with that. With like, he just changes his mind at the end. But I get it. I think it works. He he can get away with that, but yeah. his behavior before that I won't allow. That's not <laughs> that's not robotic behavior. I did love the or blonde. Is it? I Maybe did love it him. is. Uh, why did the female robot like put all that black paint on her eyes? Yeah. Why are we chasing these robots anyway? They just want to blend in. It's kind of like what, let's talk about that. Let's talk about because the like the uh, the themes in this movie. I was a big fan of. Mm-hmm. The thing that was lacking for me in this movie was just the plot, kind of, and just certain structure. And you were lacking certain, like, like substantive structure. Like, yeah. Like I wanted more stuff to sink my teeth into. I knew it wasn't going to be an yeah. action flick, but I could have used a little more witty dialogue. I couldn't tell you one thing Harrison Ford said in this movie. I, this is, like, I will, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on so many things with it. It's just that I just love... Like I could watch Harrison Ford just walk through that city yeah. for hours. It's true. 
Like that's my thing is that it's like I don't know why, but I just love. I want to see that Big Trouble and Little world. Chinatown Blade Runner, some sort of mashup. That'd I want be those two. So cool. I want those two worlds. That'd to be so. No, no. If you had Kurt Russell, just like with his same shirt. You're a blade Same runner. Same gun. <laughs> no, no. What the hell's a blade runner? Just, just running. You're shipping knives, man. Just running through this city, shooting at people. Yeah. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. Like the weird neon ending fight scene would make a lot of sense Lopin in out. this movie. I need a little. Um, I need a little bit of that in this movie, man. Need it, a little bit of it. No, and I think that, like, uh, I think that it, it kind of like it definitely like. After the part where he he kills the really dumb replicant, which ones? Oh, the the dude who takes the yeah. white conf test at the yeah, beginning. At the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like the movie starts to kind of like lightly unravel at that point, plot wise, mm-hmm. because it's like he's searching for these people, but then Rachel's there, but then it's like why? And I also feel like he makes he kills these guys real easily. Like that gun, like when he kills the the acrobatic one, the second to last one, the girl. Yeah, he's literally laying down and he just kind of like points his gun out, bam, and gets a great shot. Well, yeah, off. but he gets like the hell beaten out of him I right before so. that, and then yeah. gets knocked to the ground and only has a moment to shoot her right beforehand. Yeah. My biggest question with that one is: is why is she doing back handsprings? <laughs> yeah, why'd she leap across the room to come <laughs> back at him? That that happens in so many movies. Yeah. I will say this though is is that one of the things I'm glad about because uh, I've been recognizing this in so many movies and so many different things lately, is that like what they'll do is is that they'll they'll give you one, uh, like they'll take a bad guy, okay. And I've seen this in a bunch of different movies. They did this in a in, um, they did this in the latest Avengers movie. Where it's like they're fighting against Ultron uh-huh. a couple times and just like just getting the shit kicked out of them by one Ultron. And then they get to the end of the movie and they get attacked by like a thousand Ultrons and just easily hold their own for like half an hour. Yeah. And I just have this moment where I'm like, guys, all of you got the shit kicked out of you by one they Ultron. They were like full and on so Ultrons though, right? I mean, at the end of that movie, I always thought they were like, you know, half-assed Ultrons. I, like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. They're supposed They're also, to be yeah, like... I mean, that shit don't make sense then. It's, well, no. And I the also thing didn't is, think what's-his-name just turning into... Whatever, let's, I can't get into it. <laughs> no, no, but what I mean is, is that it's like within this movie is that it's like there isn't kind of a moment where it's like they're just immediately it's like it's like he kind of always has a hard time fighting them. Yeah. Like, he doesn't get off easy with any of them. Every one of them kicks the shit out of him, except for he Rachel. He kind of just gets lucky with all of them. He kind of just gets lucky with all of them. Like, yeah. like the first one, he is running away from him. The second one, he doesn't kill. He's about to get killed. The third one, he gets lucky and shoots her. And the fourth one, he doesn't kill. The yeah. fourth and one the fourth almost one, kills him. The fourth like, one could have, he could, I mean, when he shoved his head through the bathroom wall and couldn't get out, I was like, this is suppo- This is the enemy. This is the big bad robot. This idiot yeah. put his head through a tall wall and is now like, I better get my head out of here. He's saying random stuff that doesn't, was that intentional or just over my head, the shit he was saying? I don't, I mean, like. It's kind of philosophical, but just dumb at the same time. I did like the. Yeah these memories will be lost like uh, tears in the rain. There's there's some things about this movie I really like. 
Yeah. But it didn't come together for me. I wanted to love this movie. This people yeah. have been telling me about this movie. I thought this is going to be a great movie. I'd love it. A little let one down. One of the things one of the things that people uh have said about this movie. And I think it also has to do I've never watched the like really long cut. Uh I've only really ever watched the theatrical cut. Um and one of the things that people have talked about with it is that Deckard is a replicant. Yeah. I I thought that might happen. Tell me about that. Like like that's one of the like underlying like theories like theories, theories yeah. and like notes to the entire thing is that the reason why uh the guy saves him at the end is because he is a replicant and he lets him live because he's a replicant. And the reason why they, like, bring him back is because he's, like, the replicant who can't... Like, they all know that he's a replicant and he doesn't. And Tyrell brings him in to to bring him back. Because they're kind of like, why do, you, why do you need me kind of mm-hmm. moment. Is that it's like Tyrell is the one who actually brings him back because Tyrell knows that he's a replicant. Right. It's like that kind of thing. It's something like that. There's like, I was of, watching it with that in mind because I had never really watched the movie with that in mind throughout the entire thing. And I had this moment where I was like... I was a little bit like, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, I definitely... But maybe it's the director's cut that I'm just... That that's that maybe. has a bunch of stuff that's missing that I'm not thinking Rachel of. asks him if he ever takes the uh, Voight-Kampf test. I forget what his answer yeah. is, but I like that they address that, though. That's about halfway through the film. I was praying yeah. it didn't come up at the end where it's like... You know, he gets his hand chopped off and there's wires underneath or some <laughs> shit. Oh, my God! You know? I'm so happy that didn't happen. In my personal opinion, I don't think he is a uh, skin job. And I don't think... But in another way, I also don't think it matters. I think if you invent these things yeah. and you implant memories and, like, Rachel Rachel had no... She was going to be no harm to anybody. You know what I mean? If she, if you just left her alone. The Zor, I think her name was Zor, the stripper... Uh-huh. What was she gonna do? She can't. Uh, granted, she slaughtered people in space, but now she's on Earth yeah. and she's just trying to get by. Like she's that's literally all they want. They don't want to be slaves on Mars or wherever they are. You know? Yeah. Who could well, blame these robots? I mean, like I think that to me is like the underlying kind of like notion of the inner conflict of Ford. He definitely addresses that a couple times. Yeah, it's just kind of the inner conflict of Ford, where it's like, where it's like, well, if you gave them like, they're people. Yeah. Like if you treat them like people, they're people. It becomes one of these moments where it's like, at what point are these people? And like, at what point is does a machine become a human? Yeah. We're going to face that at some point. Um, We've already lost the battle to animals. We have to treat them with such dignity and respect now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I know is this. Uh-huh. If there's ever a moment in my life where I'm going to be reprimanded for swearing and being angry at my laptop, mm-hmm. I'm going to have an issue. You can't use these aggressions toward your laptop, Stephen. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I will yell at the internet being slow. It made me think a lot about, uh, um, when you get into <laughs> that, it makes me think about Ex Machina, which is another movie, the Turing test. Yes. You know, these. Um, and, well, no, and that's kind of what, this is like what the void comp is. Like, yeah, is like kind of based. It's on. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's slightly like, different. It's like because it's for you yeah. to realize whether it is yes. not for the uh, participant. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I don't. I I think that it's just like I just love 
Like I said, I just love like like the like what it really comes down to is one of these things where it's like you can poke all the holes you want. Right. And like you can poke all the holes you want in the story of this movie and I will like agree with you on every point and still tell people to watch this movie. Yeah. No, Ridley Ridley Scott directs the hell out of this movie and it looks amazing and the world it's is so, so thorough. It's so good. It's such a thorough world that they built. Uh yeah, don't don't listen to me necessarily, but I don't, you know, I have a lot of, I have too many problems with this movie to give it a stream it, but uh, yeah, I'll probably, I'd like to find the longest version I can with this much fluff on it uh, and watch that maybe in a, in a year or so, but. You should, you should do that sometime soon because they're making a, uh, they're making a sequel. Oh yeah? Yeah. Are they making a sequel for real? Yeah. Is Harrison Ford going to be in it? Yeah. God, he's a whore, isn't he? (laughs) He just signed on for another uh, indie movie, right? Indiana Jones movie? Yeah. Wow. And he just did Star Wars. You know what I think he's doing? What? Because you saw Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Spoilers for anybody who hasn't yeah. seen Star Wars. But uh, I think he's killing every character. Get himself killed off in every franchise? I think he's killing every character. Yeah, but then character. why do Blade Runner? You know what I mean? Because because If he comes is, back in this movie and he winds up being a replicant, that's going to upset a lot of people. I think I think that's going to be... Great. I think that's what's going to happen yeah. to a certain extent. Or what's going to happen is is that he's going to be like... He's going to be with Rachel... Like somebody's gonna come find him, and to like to take Rachel out, right? Because they're gonna find out about whatever, and they're gonna find him, and then there's going to be this lingering question as to whether he's a replicant mm-hmm. when that person like leaves or whatever. But that's gonna be like one of the things. They're definitely gonna action it up. There's no way they're gonna get away. Because I knew this movie wasn't yeah. an action movie. It's a drama. It's a drama. It's yeah. A, it's a bit of a detective movie. But a like. Bit. But I really think that what's going to happen is is that it's like I think I think they're going to kill off Indiana Jones in this next Indiana Jones, and I think that they're going to kill off fucking Deckard in this next in in Blade Runner, and I think they're going to kill off like I literally think that he is just going through his repertoire and he's cool. like I'm just going to murder every fucking character I have that people won't shut the fuck up about so that I can do anything else. You think he'll do uh, six days, seven nights again? <laughs> yes, that's that's <laughs> the one. <laughs> he'll do six days, seven. It's the nights. only Harrison Ford weird movie i could pull um you know all right my, <laughs> let's you wrap. know my favorite i you know my favorite i love the line from six days seven nights is where what's her face i can't believe you know a line from that movie i Go know ahead. a line from that movie because it's so it, i love it i love the line that's it is that sh- is that he's like he's flying with her at the end of the movie and he's like i <laughs> Uh, and 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 he's like, "Don't you trust me?" And she's like, "I've flown with you twice, and you've crashed half the time." <laughs> and I don't know why, but I just love that like concept of just like I've flown with you twice, and you've crashed it half the time. Absolutely, that it's like that means once. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'll tell you this: time. I wouldn't fly with Harrison Ford. That guy. Uh, I feel like I'd love to hang out with him, though. I feel like me and Harrison Ford would get along really Dude, well. Dude, I would. You know what I love about Harrison Ford? He doesn't give a shit and he does everything his own way no matter what. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> but specifically. But specifically is that cuz he is cuz he's like an accomplished pilot. Mm-hmm. My favorite fun fact about Harrison Ford is that multiple many many times if there's been people that have been uh like stranded or if they're doing rescue operations or if they need help with like a search operation or something like that he will take out his helicopter and he'll fly rescue for uh for people that's awesome like 
like where his he'll just be part of the rescue like party like we need another set of eyes like yeah. going over wherever can you take us up um or can you take out another crew because he has his own he has a couple helicopters mm-hmm. i'm sure he's very rich yeah, he's, he's also got the millennium falcon any i know uh so many parsecs so many castle runs mm-hmm. um but like like three times or something like that he's been the person who found oh that's awesome can and you imagine like, being found and by Harrison rescued Ford? The, grab like, my hand like can you just imagine like like he found like a boy scout troop that was lost that's awesome he found like a couple of boy scouts that had been lost for like two days or some shit like that can you imagine getting rescued into a helicopter by fucking Harrison Ford only in my <laughs> dreams that's like the funniest most amazing idea in my head like that I could come up with for somebody for for being lo- where it's like you've been lost in the woods worried you're gonna die for two days you hear a helicopter finally you wave at it you're like please help me I haven't had any water I don't even have a voice to yell and then you get there and you're like Harrison Han Solo Ford. Han is Han that you Solo <laughs> all right Too guys far. Uh, that's the episode this week. Next week we're going to be watching, I think it's called Winter on Fire, Netflix documentary. I don't know. You're looking at my face like I'm the one who chose the movie. I thought maybe you already watched it or something. It's up your alley. You'll like no, it probably. Daredevil just came out. That's right. I'm watching Daredevil. Winter on Fire. It's on Netflix. Uh, Joey G, my good friend Joey Giratano will be on next week. And, uh, that's it. Like I said, subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Twitter, at Flixbook Club, like the Facebook page. And, uh, that's it. Say goodbye. Thanks for listening. You never let me say say goodbye. You say it this time. Oh no. Say we're goodbye. Done. We're done here. Goodbye. Bye.